Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. And we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, this morning, it's uh, we're recording this on the Monday uh, after Easter, and so we're going to look at the account of the resurrection in uh, the Gospel of Mark, which is a, a short account, probably one of the shortest mm-hmm. of all the four Gospels, and just take a deeper dive uh, into that this morning. So let's uh, let's head into that. All right. Um, we have a couple of things to look at, um, one of which being um, that it, Mark is, it just abruptly ends. <laughs> the women were terrified, yeah. ran away. Yep. Now, that is the ending in terms of... Uh, uh, of what we know is the Gospel of Mark, and yet there is an additional, uh, how many verses there, Randy? About 18 verses. About 18 verses that verses. Are, yeah. are listed in most Bibles that, uh, you know, we we don't yeah. know if they were originally there. It looks like they weren't originally there, but, you know. Right. This is where we get into, like, some very... Um, very tall grass, I guess, right. uh, in terms of uh, how the Bible was put together. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's nothing to be afraid of. No, it's just, no. um, it, it's just a, a little bit different way of thinking about historical documents and, mm. and thinking about the Bible quite honestly. Right. Um, right. Really, because I think, you know, we still have um, some notions sometimes in our head that the Bible is this document that was just dictated by God uh, mm-hmm. directly there and someone took it down and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's just not not the way it is. <laughs> it's not, and and we need to not be intimidated yeah. when um, we look at differing um, um, theories or different studies in terms of of who thinks this came from water. That's okay. This is still the word of God. However, it came to us, uh, and that's a, as you said, that's a whole different story that we could get into someday, right? Um, and so the this end of Mark, right, mm-hmm. is is not it's it's found in some later manuscripts. Right. So most of your footnotes in your Bibles will say, you know, this was not included in the the most uh, old uh, manuscripts that we have in the first ones. And so um, there's a lot of a lot of conjecture that this was probably not circulated with the earliest copies of Mark mm-hmm. to the early churches, and you know. Yeah, and just just a reminder to folks who don't think about this every day, um, that what you want is the earliest manuscript you can find. Um, the What was written down closest to the time of the events is the one that you want, because obviously that's going to be the most accurate. Um, and sure. um, so, and this is, since this is later... Um, it, it carries more weight. Right. Um, it, it certainly is not the, the only thing. Even, right. You know, even uh, full things could not be circulated in their fullness, mm-hmm. even in their earliness. But since we have several of these, and uh, it seems to make sense. And and if you read that last section of Mark, just from a from a literary perspective, from mm-hmm. a kind of literary criticism approach, it seems to not necessarily fit in with the right. rest of Mark as right. well. Right, um, that it was a tag on. Um, and you know, I think it might be interesting to talk about why someone would want to add that um, to Mark, uh, if indeed it was added. Well, Mark was the first one written, right? 
Um, and then you go to Matthew, uh, which Deb and I have been looking in all four of the Gospels this morning, comparing yeah. some stories there. If you go to Matthew, there's more. If you go to Luke, there's more. If you go to John, there's more. Um, Matthew and Luke followed Mark in many ways in writing style. John became was was written much later. Um, and I, I don't know whether um, um, it was an afterthought. I, I don't know that Mark that I believe Mark wrote this. I think it was added later. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I went back through all the Bibles that have shaped me over the years as mm-hmm. I've studied and mm-hmm. just literally went back and looked at each one to see what's where it was. For instance, um, the King James Version, which I spent a lot of hours in, it's in there without quotation, without right. footnote. Oh, right. The yeah. New King James, it has footnote to it. Sure. Uh, Revised Standard Version has footnote to it. New American Standard has footnote to it. Um, but the interesting thing to me is that it's not out of alignment with Matthew or Luke. Right. Uh, no. And it, it actually fulfills or, or completes some of the story mm-hmm. that Mark, if indeed it got cut off right there, or mm-hmm. whatever what else Mark might have written was lost, or whatever that happened yeah. there, it, it just makes a little bit more sense. Right. Uh, it certainly doesn't. It yeah, it doesn't take anything away. If anything, it adds to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there there'd be some folks who would be a, a little concerned about that. I think. Well, <clears throat> for the for Mark's gospel to end abruptly with the women were at the tomb, they ran away afraid, and the end. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> there is no appearance to the disciples. There is no. Um, really no signal that this is a good thing because it it and and, they, and it says and they didn't tell anybody that's just it right it's just i i somehow find that funny maybe it's just because it's a monday morning after easter i don't know and i'm tired um, but but i could see why that would be an easy um we need to we need to finish this you know well, sure, and and even with you know these other these other gospels uh, beginning to circulate mm-hmm. and uh, kind of continuing the story, talking about the appearances to uh, the disciples and to others, uh, certainly I think there would have been this this kind of desire to see that um, added to added to Mark, whether it was there or whether it wasn't there, right, right, um, just to simply to simply harmonize these mm-hmm. accounts, which mm-hmm. I think is something that we. There's something good about that, I think, in us that we want to see the the kind of the story behind the telling of all the stories. Um, but there's something that is, you know, I think equally is is dangerous mm-hmm. in that um, as well. That we try to um, uh, look for our our own uh, kind of harmonization mm-hmm. uh, of these four tellings, uh, and, and somehow that's more true than than the foretellings themselves. Right. And it's not necessarily the case that, right. um, you know, there's there's some real beauty uh, in this telling of Mark uh, in the sense that it stops there mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, you know, you're kind of left left hanging, like, now what? Right. Now, now what do we do? Yeah. He is not here, he's risen, but and, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, certainly for a, for a kind of an action-packed gospel like Mark, where we're kind of doing what's next, what's next, what's next, um, certainly does fit in with kind of his writing style, yeah. I think, yeah. of, and now it's your turn. Yeah, so absolutely. What do, you, what do you do? 
Yeah, I, I, the whole thing, just the four different Gospels and their four – I mean, we're looking at, at this from four different sets of eyes, mm-hmm. and and I think it's Matthew that has one angel there. But the earthquake happens when the women come, and that's when the stone is rolled away. Right. You get to Luke, and we've got – I think there's two angels in Luke. Uh, is it John that has the guard put in front of the temple? I just read that this morning. In front of the tomb, Or in front of the tomb. Yeah. Um, And they all experienced or told something a tad bit different, but the bottom line of what they told was all the same. Right. Yeah, and and I like that that every one of them tells it from a little bit different perspective. And and our tidy little minds want to say, um, let's knit this together and make it all the same and uh, so that we understand it and and, – and I think you're right, Isaac. We don't get the um, the richness of the individual things. Now, um, as you look at these, though, the Synoptic Gospels, especially, which are Matthew, Matthew Mark, Mark, and Luke, Luke right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all had the same source. Then we have to get back into that, and in, in terms mm-hmm. of how the Bible was put together again. But sure. they're more similar than they are different. Absolutely, that's why we call them the Synoptic. Synoptics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know they they are they are very similar. The women were the ones that came to the tomb. I mean, all of them. The women were the ones that came right. to the tomb, obviously because that's what women did in terms of preparing the body for burial and that kind of thing. But um, in terms of of how they got to the the guys, who they talked to, um, all of that varies a little bit, and that just doesn't rock my world. Um, just doesn't rock my world at all. And then you get to John who is a completely different animal, um, and um, Jesus actually appears um, in that one uh, to Mary, and, and uh, you know, she's, you know, upset because they've stole, stolen the body and, and uh, is talking to Jesus and doesn't recognize it. And so, you know, that's just, it's fun to look at John after you've studied the, the other three to look at what you can get differently out of that. But... Um, uh, well, John was writing... How many years later? His this was the latest, written sixty five seventy, uh, writing to a different group of right. people, much more theology based than story based as as the the first three were. Yeah. Well, and and none of these none of these writers are taking the approach of a court stenographer. Right. Uh, this is not a this is not a newspaper article trying to recount, you know, uh, every single, uh, physically verifiable. This is not a, right. foren- it's not a forensic case. Right. And I think we've somehow laid that on these gospels, yeah. uh, to talk about the forensics of this, right. uh, to go, what really happened yeah. here? And that's, I'm not discounting that. I mean, that's valuable at some level, but I think that's the least interesting and the least valuable part of the whole experience is to go yeah. what are the actual like that's the you know the the quote-unquote literal uh truth of that i go well, that's that's great that has some value but that is the first and lowest level of meaning mm-hmm. i think in most literature including this including this literature sure sure um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to discount it again um but we often take the approach that we're trying to get to that and that is the end and i'm like no that is the that is the lowest level of beginning. Uh-huh. Right. And that's great. I mean, that's a, that's a fine place to start. Um, it's a terrible place to end. 
Yeah. Uh, honestly. <laughs> right. You know, right. When you're reading. Right. You know. Sometimes I think we, at least when I was going through seminary, uh, Josh McDowell was, was big. He was in mm-hmm. my generation. Evidence that demands a verdict. Uh, there are times we were technically, sure, intellectually trying to prove factually Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, we we poured a lot of effort in to try to make all of those mm-hmm. things just align, so mm-hmm. there could be no one come into question or to doubt that. Right. And uh, I'm not sure that was the best approach uh, because when you get at some level uh, trying to factually explain resurrection right just goes beyond mm-hmm. you know just goes beyond us well and and i think that's the whole point behind faith is that um at some point we have to accept it as such um that um uh we weren't there um and um and at some point we have to take that that leap of faith um and and I think we do that too much with the entire scriptures is use them as fact sheets, um, and that's not that's not their purpose um, to try to prove this or that or or this is who God is exactly because you know this right. is what it says there. I, well, and again that even even that even that leap of faith existential or not, uh, you know that again once we make that like that's the big deal. Right. I'm like no, that's. But even that is a beginning. This yeah. is not a the the. There's so much more uh, to be uh, explored, mined, found, mm-hmm. experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after these kind of base level, mm-hmm. uh, right. fact oriented kinds of things. I, I'm not saying that. Uh, well, well, one of the things that I didn't get to yesterday in scripture or in the sermon. Um, was that, um, never mind, we're a little distracted here because the lights went off in the office because we haven't moved. And so we're all waving around like chickens uh, with very long arms. Um, <laughs> I know, it's a, that's a bad illustration, folks. Anyway. Yeah, a heck um, of a chicken wing. Yeah, yeah, we're very long chicken wings. Um, what, the thing that I didn't get to yesterday was that um, when we talk about the risen Lord, um, you know the the Methodist in me, the uh, uh, the Wesleyan within me, has to look at what we can learn about the risen Lord from f- from the Wesleyan quadrilateral: Scripture, experience, tradition, and reason. Um, and so we look at Scripture, and that's what we spent. And we talked a lot about experience yesterday: Scripture um, and and what it says. And we talked about our experiences, but we also have to look at the Christian tradition. Um, what have the church fathers and mothers said throughout the century? Centuries, um, because when I when I look at that, I think, you know, they weren't all idiots. You know, they 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 put some time and effort into this. God spoke to them as well. We can't just write them off and say, well, that was that was then. This is now. Um, you know, we need to we need to look at at what they learned too, and not just discount all of that. Um, you look like you're going to say something. Uh-oh. <laughs> No, um, and I would just say that a lot of that is about what does what does the resurrection mean in terms of that second, third, fourth, fifth level of meaning mm-hmm. of application to life. They didn't spend a lot of time going. Did this happen? Did this not happen? Right. Right. 
And, you know, so for, for people who are kind of scratching their head going, do I have to, what, what do I have to, you know, is this, this seems like a very, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, weird thing. Do I have to assent to this right now? I mean, my answer to them is always, no, not right now. You don't have to, this is, that, that is the most basic level of understanding of this thing. Uh, if you are contemplating this at other levels, great. You can you can jump in at any point. Absolutely. This is not a this is not one of those cards on the table where we go in order to understand the resurrection you need to start here first and you need to go I believe this. Right. You know, about it. Here are these facts. Right. Uh because I think we get caught up in that an awful lot. Um mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a uh, sometimes it's an impediment mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to understanding and to knowing. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I would uh, you know Personally, I, I, I agree with that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm all for uh, the bodily resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think that uh, you can get into that at all kind of different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there are lots of folks out there who every Easter, they, they kind of go, man, I don't, this is just kind of a, a strange deal mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I always just say to those people, you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. There's, you, you are going to be able to uh, touch this resurrection at all kinds of different levels. Right. That is one of them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we were, Randy and I were talking this morning about um, what does it really mean to have that Jesus lives? I mean, we touched about, we touched on that, but, um, you know, what does, what does it really mean <laughs> um, that he's alive? Is it, was it just a story to um, uh, to say in your face world that crucified him? You don't get the last word. Um, no, I. It was more than that. I mean, some might say mm-hmm. that that um, that that story was even made up so that mm-hmm. um, the the authorities would think that um, that that the other side that Jesus won. Um, I that wouldn't be the opinion that I took, but. Um, but what is it? What does it mean on a daily basis? And and literally, as I was walking over to to the office here to do this podcast, I I was thinking about the uh, the ways in which I think about um, about. And I talked about this in the sermon about those that have gone on before me, and you know they can no longer teach me new things. Um, I can't get. Um, I mean, I can imagine what. Uh, parents would say, or or what friends would say, or what my son would say, or what your son would say, but um, I I can no longer um, I can no longer learn uh, new information. Does that make sense? I can't. Um, uh, Jesus is is uh, continuing to walk with me in a new way, um, and so it's it's life giving rather than just a remembrance of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what, that, that's what keeps me going, um, is that it's not, it's not something that I, uh, the, the same pool that I, uh, pull from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a ever, um, ever evolving, ever, uh, filling pool. I guess the difference between the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, well, resurrection, uh, uh, becomes relevant, uh, becomes, tangible, touchable to us uh, during different seasons of life, too. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun of it, is to learn. Uh, my brother called last night, and my mom is 
she turns 94 yeah. in June. The neighbor next door was either 94 or 95. Uh, mom can no longer go or doesn't go to church because she can't see and can't hear, but her neighbor was able to. Well, she went to church yesterday morning and then passed away yesterday afternoon. And uh, my mom's she's 94 she's worried about those kinds of things and we just looking forward to those kinds of things yeah and looking forward to those kinds of things but knowing that god was in the midst of this Mm -hmm. somehow um that brought her a peace because she can get to worrying about these kinds of things Mm -hmm. and i said well mom you know uh, that's the reason that we celebrate this day is that there's hope uh that there's life after life and uh uh, so resurrection uh it just to me, it just gets applied daily in places everywhere we walk, talk, drive, whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, every place we live, resurrection gets applied in some mm-hmm. manner or form. Mm-hmm. Not the same way for each one of us, but it gets applied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's fun. I think that's kind of exciting to be able to experience that new way of resurrection with mm-hmm. new stuff in life. I love uh, that we celebrate the resurrection in the springtime um, um, because of, of the way that uh, – the creation is being reborn every spring, and uh, that just that adds to it for me that God's creation, God's world is is showing us signs of resurrection. Um, well, right. I mean, it's a it's a deep pattern that's oh, baked yeah. into that's baked into the world. Yeah. I mean, this is not this is not something new, right? Uh, at right. All. This right. Is not some kind of new revelation. This right. is a culmination mm-hmm. of of what is already here mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's um it's always good to see each yeah, time yeah. yeah that hope that's something to look forward to that um you know growing up on the farm <laughs> growing up on the farm um we had these obviously these seasons and um um after the harvest well actually before the harvest when everything kind of died and and you were getting ready to go in and take the crops out um and then and then the harvest would come, and then everything was dead, and and you know then they'd go go out and disc the fields and all that good stuff, and and then it would just look so dead for so many months. And there are just times in life that we have these seasons that it just looks maybe not dead, but dying or you know winter. <laughs> it looks winter, and um, uh, and and farming. In God's world reminds me that there is a spring, um, as the song says, a spring that waits to be, uh, and and uh, and that's going to come around. When my when my son died, um, my friend used to tell me, um, God is going to be here tomorrow. Um, the the sun is going to shine tomorrow. She didn't say the sun's going to come up tomorrow, any style, fortunately. Uh, but um, and you know what? It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every morning, the sun came up again. How amazing is that? In fact, the sun was shining the entire time. I just couldn't see it because I was on the other side of the world or, mm-hmm. you know, of earth. And the sun never stopped shining. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what the resurrection does. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it does. It, it makes us more aware of, again, those holy patterns that are already, Absolutely. That are already here. Mm-hmm. And when we... When we take time to cultivate and practice mm-hmm. seeing those things, Absolutely. then they are much more, much more apparent to us. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, let me uh, put in one plug. I'm just going to 
twist and change the direction for just a moment because I sense we're probably getting pretty close. Mm-hmm. We are very close, Randy. Um, here, this is really dangerous. This, this is a disclaimer of something I said yesterday morning. Oh, all of oh. you young people who might be thinking about blowing up cards to celebrate <laughs> Easter, please only do that with the supervision and help of your parents. I think that might have been a conversation in the atrium yesterday, and there were some parents <laughs> concerned about what I was teaching their mm-hmm. children. Yep, Jordan Plattner, we're talking to you. <laughs> Knock it off, man. <laughs> All right, well, with that, the music is up, and um, we, uh, we're glad that you joined us uh, today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'd love to keep the discussion going with you. Uh, if you have questions or comments to add, uh, you can do that by following the link uh, in the uh, on the website, or uh, uh, just go to connectwithcalvary.org/dailyconnection, and you can do that there. Comment on Facebook or wherever you find us. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a deeper dive into some resurrection appearances from the Gospel of John. And until then, grace and peace.